Here's my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron, and my dad, Dom. All right, you heard it. That's our station voice right there, G-Force O'Neill. I think Charlie's around here somewhere. Uh, Cheering on Ron's underwear, as I said. Anyway, he's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by for episode number 57. Can you believe that? In over a quarter of a million spins now, when it comes to all of us here in the Ron and Don Nation, we are just so thankful for you. So, uh, Ron, what is Glow FM? And we have a bunch of people we're going to thank a little bit later that have been signing on to sponsor the Ron and Don Show, to be a part of it, right? Yeah, it's a way for us uh, to interact directly with you as a sponsor. And so they're a local company here in Seattle. I went down and met with them, female-led uh, company, which I also like. And basically, you can go out there and say... For the price of a cup of coffee or maybe a, a sandwich, you can uh, sponsor the Ron and Don Show. And so you just go to glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio, yeah. fill out a, uh, your, you know, you got to log in, and then you can enter any amount that you want to sponsor the Ron and Don. By the way, we appreciate uh, everyone that buys $300 sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of sandwich we're talking about here, people. So, uh, hey, let, let's, let's do this. Coming up a little bit later, uh, you have an incredible story about the richest man in the world we're going to talk about here in about 10 minutes, right, Ron? Yeah, Jeff Bezos' phone got hacked, yeah. and you're never going to believe, A, who they believe hacked it, yeah. and then, B, what they found on his phone. There you go. Also, I'm thinking about uh, jumping back in the dating pool, and I saw something. Uh, in fact, my son found it for me the other day. I think he'd like me to jump back in the dating pool. It's a red book, and there's uh, all these kind of ideas. If you're jumping back in the dating pool like I'm going to try in your middle age, uh, make sure you hang on here, because Ron's going to give me uh, some advice a little bit later before we get out of here, too. So, how we going to start to episode 57. I found this to be absolutely fascinating. My first reaction was to laugh at this story. And then the more I read it, I thought maybe there's something here. Google, who has their own version of a phone, I believe it's called the Pixel 3. And so what they've done is they have a digital well-being initiative. Hmm. And this initiative is to help people use their digital devices less. Okay. Here's the idea. And this, they only have it for the Pixel. They have designed an envelope that you download off the internet. You have to print it out and then assemble the envelope. But what it does is you can slide your phone into the envelope and it will only allow you to make a call. Mm. So it basically covers up everything else on the phone <laughs> so that you can't see the screen. Oh my God. And so this is part of the digital well-being. And say when you, when you feel like you want to detox, yeah. but you might need to take a phone call, you, you download, the, download this thing. They suggest that you glue the flap together so that when you look at it, you can't, all you can do, you can't open any apps. You can't take any pictures. You can't watch any videos. All you can do is use the phone as a phone, a phone yeah. which most people do not use their phone as a phone anymore. They don't. And um, again, my first reaction was like, that's dumb. Who wants to download a paper envelope to put your phone into? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Every week when I get the little, do you get the little update from, it's like Apple that says, hey, yeah. you used your phone four hours and 18 minutes this week 16 per day. more hours than you did last week. Right. And you're like, what, 16 more hours? How like, did, where did that happen? How did this happen to me? Yeah. So I've tried, straight here? I've tried to do this digital detox and it's really hard for me. And, and I found, I'm embarrassed by it because uh -huh. I'm like, I should be able to set the phone down. Hey, if you're embarrassed by it, tell me more. Well, like, so I, you notice we're, we're recording this at my place right now. Mm -hmm. I, I charge my phone at night as yep. far away physically from my bed yep. as I can. However, if my iPad's in there and it's open, I still can get a text message in on there because okay. I always feel like I need to be connected. So um, 
when I don't have the phone with me, if it's during the daytime, I do feel a little anxiety. Yeah. Like if it's, uh, if I forgot my phone somewhere or I haven't checked it in a while, I do feel a little anxiety and then I will go through and, you know, we're very active on social media. So I go through Instagram and then I go to Twitter and then I go to Facebook and try to respond to people because I want them to feel like, mm. you know, we're, we're interacting with them, Yeah. but it's, it's a crutch now. Mm. Like it's just something that I do with my free time. Mm. And like you were saying, uh, uh one time before it was like, of the people just thinking like just sitting there being bored and thinking sometimes you just need to sit sit around and be bored yeah i learned something the other day and we have told you uh in episode 51 about our friend gary and gary is this great ram rider race across america rider he's the one that got me into ultra sports uh and he recently gave me a bike that we talk about in episode 51 and we talked about christmas and the fact that this may be his last christmas uh or he just keeps beating the odds. In fact, he's had five, six Christmases he wasn't supposed to have. I was at the hospital with him uh, the other night. He had to have a hip replaced because the cancer had eaten away his hip. And we're sitting there. And so it was a night here in Seattle. It's snowing outside. And he said, you know, Don, I want to go for a walk. And so uh, my job, he got up in this walker. He just had his hip replaced? Yeah. And my job is to get behind him. And if he goes down, if we have a man down, my job is, is to pick him up and, 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 and carry right. him by this belt that's tied around him. So anyway, we went around and we had this really nice walk. We had a private conversation. And I'm not going to go into the private conversation that we had. But I did share a voicemail. Uh, in episode 51, too, that Gary had shared with us. We sat there. We watched the snowfall. It was getting late. They came to him, and they said, hey, you know, it's time to time to go to your room. And he said, I just want to sit out here. I just want to sit out here with my friend Don, and, and we're just going to sit out here and talk, and then I want to sit out here and think. And so we sat out there. We talked, and then we sat out there, and we were thinking about stuff, and it was growing late and getting towards midnight. And we walked back to his room and he got in his bed and I said, Hey, do you need me to charge up your phone? He goes, Nope. Uh, cause his phone had been dead for a couple days. And I said, well, there's there anyone you want to talk about? He goes, no, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to my wife, Signe. So I'm good. And I said, well, would you like me to turn on the TV before I go? And he said, no. And I said, are you really tired? I said, no. Uh, he put on his hat and he put on his glasses and I said, well, what are you going to do? And he said, I just want to sit here and I want to think. I just want to sit here and think. And again, I almost got uncomfortable with that. I'm like, well, do you want your tablet? Do you need a newspaper? Do you need a magazine? Do you want to borrow my phone? He's like, nope. I just want to sit here and think. You look at some of the great Stoics, some of the great philosophers, some of the great humans, some of the great leaders, um, and you really take time and study their lives. And we're talking about Warren Buffett. In fact, we're talking about him a little bit later. Warren Buffett sits around for four hours a day at his desk and he eats his McDonald's. And then he just sits there and he thinks. In fairness, Plato was on his phone all the time. <laughs> there you go. That dude was texting 24-7. It's the Rod and Dodd Show, only on the Rod and Dodd Radio Network. That was good. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe.
All right, here we go. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thanks for stopping by. We really appreciate you guys. We also appreciate everybody that has gone out to Glow FM, being a part of something bigger than yourself, the Ron and Don Show. $5, $10, $15, $20. Just go to Glow FM. And that's up on our newsletter right now. Ron, a lot of people are asking, how can I be a part of the newsletter? How can they do that? Yeah, especially um, now you can go out to ronandonradio.com. Just click on that page. And right at the top, you'll see the, our picture. And then underneath our picture is a form. Put in your email address, your name, and it, you'll be signed up. Every Wednesday that drops. And uh, you can just go ahead and get the newsletter. And also it's glow.fm uh, and then slash ronandonradio. And that, of course, is in the show notes as well. All right. Richest man in the world is back in the news. Oh, man. This you know, is a crazy when story. Bill, when Bill Gates was the richest man in the world, it was like the, the stories were never that interesting. It's like Bill Gates uh, has read 16 books right. last night. And here's the 16 books that Bill Gates wrote or read. And then you get his book list and you're like, huh, this is kind of boring. It's like if you had more money than anybody else in the world, you would want to live the life that maybe Jeff Bezos okay. is living, right? He's back in the news. You're gonna, this is the kind of richest man in the world that I have been looking for, Ron. You're going to have to pay attention because this has a lot of moving parts. Okay. So do you remember when Jeff Bezos uh, had to come out in the mea culpa because he was getting blackmailed by um, the National Enquirer over uh, adult-oriented pictures he was sending to his mistress? Right. Because okay, he, so he, I'm try- I don't need to reset the whole thing. He was leaving his wife. He, him and his wife were divorcing. It turns out he was dating a woman in Los Angeles. A, a news anchor, right? Named Lauren Sanchez. Yeah. And so someone got a hold of these pictures That's of right. Jeff Bezos in a, a, a state of undress yeah. that he was sexting back and forth with Lauren while his divorce was pending can i be honest i bet naked he actually looked pretty good he was buffed there because, for a while. yeah because all of a sudden i i was i was kind of curious because you could click on the picture on the internet and i took a quick peek <laughs> he looks kind of amazing he was buff i so, mean i okay. looked at him and i'm like hey good for the richest man in the world all right let me get through this so okay. so bezos hires a guy <laughs> named gavin de becker okay uh, to find out who how did they get this info we don't how know. is this happening yeah so now they've released their report and it's this new york times Time story is absolutely amazing. So, and again, a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post for two hundred and fifty million dollars, and uh, and when he, while he was owner, yeah. there was this story happening in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to tie all this together. Don't worry. Saudi Arabia, there's a journalist that gets murdered. The Washington Post is covering it vigorously. His paper, and so yeah. his paper. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia doesn't like this coverage. Mm. And so the 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 uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, meets Jeff Bezos. Okay, they exchange phone numbers. Which where did, I where did they meet? Were they a Seven Eleven or something? I don't they just remember. Kind of ran into each other. No, they ran into <laughs> each other at some where, event. Where does the richest man in the world run into a crown prince? That's what I would like to know. I, how, how does that? How does that happen? I'll see if I'm I can find wondering. the details. I'm just wondering. At a dinner in Los Angeles in April of 2018, All they're right. at a dinner. Okay, a crown prince say, "Hey, give me your." digits we'll hook up all right so uh the crown prince gives jeff Bezos an exchange of phone numbers sure. a couple months later out of the blue boom crown prince uh, mohammed yeah sends a photograph through whatsapp to jeff bezos's phone okay all right so this is a photograph evidently it was a flag and uh, of the uh, Saudi Arabian flag, and that um, he just sends him this picture through the WhatsApp. Yeah, and the WhatsApp, for instance, my next-door neighbor, Adam, he just moved to South Africa, and so I stay in touch with him, and I didn't know about the WhatsApp 
uh, application. It's used by international yeah, a lot. And so we've been able to stay uh, in touch with each other because he wants me to keep an eye on, it, on his house next it's door, like, on, his, like on, a, his, on his property. And so every once in a while I contact him. I'm like, Adam, we're having a hell of a party over here right now. Too bad you're not here. Uh, and also I just filled up all your okay. trash cans again. So, so I, I don't know how the, trash bill, how the hacking works, but evidently through this photograph, okay. If Jeff Bezos opens the photograph on his phone, yeah. it installs hacking software onto his phone. Okay. And now, uh, overnight, the, the second he does that message, then uh, his data exporting off his phone goes up by 300%. So evidently, everything on Jeff Bezos' phone now is being sent to Saudi Arabia. Wow. So now, flash forward a couple more months, Jeff yeah. Bezos gets a picture. Okay. From his phone, yeah. it's a picture of Lauren Sanchez being sent back to his phone with the caption that reads, arguing with a woman is like reading the software license agreement. In the end, ignore everything and click, I agree. <laughs> right? And so, so again, remember the context here. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is not divorced yet. Right. He is getting a picture from his own phone of his mistress sent back to his phone yeah. from the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. You know what's weird? It says, click agree. So um, now uh, he's freaking out. Okay. Uh, and then, then the, the National Enquirer thing happens after this. Yeah. So he gets the National Enquirer, comes back with the, I, I can't say, everybody knows the type of pick I'm talking about. It comes back with the pick. Starts you could with a D. We're on a podcast, so you could you go could ahead say it. I just don't feel comfortable saying it. Say it, but uh, I don't want. I don't want to say it. That's not the kind of podcast we're doing around here. So though. then, um, Jeff Bezos goes out and he does the mea culpa. He says, "I'm not going to be blackmailed." Right. Uh, you know, this happened, and it was a huge news story. Yeah. And so the now Saudi Arabia finds out about this New York Times story. So this is a New York Times story. So Washington Post is, is, is going to pick this up, but New York Times story. So the Saudi yeah. Arabian com comes out, and they're like, we had nothing to do with this. Nothing. How dare you say <laughs> that our crown prince would be involved in a hacking scandal <laughs> against Jeff Bezos? And so, uh, oh, so now... That's awesome. Jeff Bezos guy, Mr. DeBecker, is yeah. is basically throwing Saudi Arabia under the bus okay. for going after to try to squash the story. They want to know what the Washington Post was saying, yeah. which evidently you would think that they believed that the editors of the Washington Post on the daily yeah. are sending their editorial content to Jeff Bezos through his phone, mm. which I don't know if he goes over that every day. I mean, he might. I bet he does. But don't you think he just waits for the paper to come out? I don't know. If you had a paper, you kind of want, especially if there was I, something no. in there about you. No. Or there was something in there about someone you didn't really like. Like, we know he doesn't like the president. The president doesn't like him. And does he use that paper sometimes is kind of a personal, a personal... Jeff Bezos personal, is running Amazon. A personal playland. He didn't have time to, to look at the, the daily, like before it's even published. Of course, he's going to open and read the paper. Uh, he he's not reading the rough draft of a Saudi Arabia story that's going to run in tomorrow's Washington. You know Post. what? See, I don't agree with that because when you look at Warren Buffett, for instance, he gets up and this is what he does. He gets some change from his wife. It's usually two dollars and nineteen cents. He rolls into McDonald's and what does he get? He gets the All American meal each and every day with a which is he's in his eighties now, I believe. He goes to his office and you know what he does? He sits around in a chair 
for four hours and he thinks. That's what the richest people in the world do. They have time to think. If you're out driving a truck right now or you're driving for Jeff Bezos and you're driving one of these vans that we see all over Seattle, you don't have time to sit around and think because you're working for the richest man in the world. Do you see what I'm saying? So the bottom line is Jeff Bezos has plenty of time to plant stories, and that's one of the reasons why he bought that paper in the first place. I disagree, but I don't agree with the president on a lot of things, but in this particular case, you have to believe he knew that he was going to use it as a weapon against the president, and he's done that early and often. Well, he funded them. I don't know if that's a weapon, but it is the failing Washington Post and the failing New York Times. All right. Anyway. he's a crazy story? That is a crazy story. Uh, He's Ron. I'm Don. By the way, a lot of people have contacted us because my son, my nine-year-old, is our station voice here. Right. At the Ron and Don uh, Radio Network, and people want to hire him now. No, they don't. Yeah, what do you think we should charge for that? Well, I think that's between you and, or between him and the client. Yeah, because right now, all I'm doing. Have you ever seen the vanilla mini scones at Starbucks? Yes. Uh, he gets one of those uh, on the weekend when we go to play Pokemon. We have these Pokemon battles at a car room on Queen Anne. And he has told me now he would like, instead of one, he would like three because they come in packs of three. That's fair. He- he said and if he's going to continue to be the station voice, and you're going to hear him here in a moment, he would like three scones instead of one on a Saturday before you go play Pokemon. And my question to you is, are you willing to chip in a little bit? Uh, you pay for one, I'll pay for the other, and then, and then just so you know, and Patty told me this at Starbucks, she will chip in the third scone for free as long as we mention Patty from Starbucks, which we just did. So I think this is handled. All right, perfect. Come right. in. Anyway, don't forget, uh, what is GlowFM.com anyway, Ron? It's just Glow.fm. So go to Glow.fm if you'd like to sponsor the show. You can become a sponsor directly. And Glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. All right, don't go anywhere. We're not going to go anywhere unless we went somewhere. Maybe we're hanging out with Patty at Starbucks right now, right? All right. We will see you in one minute on the other side of this. It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. I'm G-Force O'Neill, the real brains of this operation. Hey, Dad, can we go get a sandwich? All right, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We just want to thank everybody for stopping by and being a part of something bigger than yourself. And don't forget, uh, Ron and Don, we are licensed brokers. And so from every transaction that we do in 2020, we're going to take a portion of that and give it to Charlie's Dinosaur. What is Charlie's uh, Dinosaur? Yeah, it's Cops Helping Kids. This is one of my favorite things we've ever done. So imagine, if you will, you're a child, something goes wonky in your family, and you got to re- be removed from that family that night immediately. Uh, you're just going to leave the house. It could be drugs. It could be crime. It could be domestic violence in your family. And so the child is removed by social services, and they have nothing. And so instead of just having to carry around a garbage bag with a couple of changes of clothes, Charlie's Dinosaur or gives that child a backpack yeah. full of everything they're going to need, a, a stuffed animal, some uh, art supplies, some toiletries, a change of clothes, all right there in the backpack. Yeah. All right, I'm in QFC the other day. My son disappears, and I'm like, I wonder where he's at, because he's in a, one of two places. Either one, he's in the ice cream aisle, and he's looking for ice cream, or two, he's standing in front of the Sports Illustrated, and it's usually the naked <laughs> edition, and his hat is on backwards, and he's just standing there at the stand, and he's staring at that, and I look over, and sure enough, there, there's this beautiful woman on the cover of Red Book, 
right? And so he has a hat on backwards. He's staring at her. I began to stare at her. She was absolutely what beautiful. What is Red Book? What is Red Book? It's, it, it's it, a woman's magazine? It's a woman's magazine. And and then along with that, it, it's 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 kind of like a Cosmo. Kinda, oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of like a Cosmo. So like turn your man on in seven different ways or Lots whatever? Lots of advice. And, and I've been thinking about jumping back into the pool, back into the dating pool. Really? Yeah, and as you know, I'm, I, I'm not a great dater. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Not a great dater. Uh, I was married, I think, for 33 days. Uh, you were there at my wedding. I, of course. Uh, Church on the Rock, Sedona, Arizona. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful bride. Beautiful and bride. were you surprised that my, my marriage lasted 33 days? Not Any, really. Anyway, and then I was engaged another time. That didn't work out. And so what I'm going to try to do, because I was looking at Red Book. What do you think the common denominator is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Besides you, so you're. I think I think you're very very good at dating. I don't want to get too personal here, but let's get personal. Uh, Red Book had ten things okay. that I need to do in order to jump back in the dating pool. And I want to get your advice. All right, let's go through five things. Sure, real quick. Uh, according, I, I, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but you're much better than I am. Which is not uh, that's a low bar to jump over. Yeah, you were married for more than 33 days. I was married for more than 33 days, you, but dating so, is hard. Yeah, so in the, in the new era. So anyway, the first thing that they say if you're going to jump back into the dating pool if you've gone through a breakup you've gone through a divorce maybe just a dry spell uh number one they say you have to make sure that the past is in the past and that you close the previous chapter and if you haven't closed the previous chapter on a relationship then don't jump back in the dating pool yet but don't a lot of people jump back in the dating pool because that helps them close the pre the, tre- uh, the previous pastor uh, there's a, a saying uh, here's chapter the, the thing that i thought of with that uh, there's the old saying like nothing get the, you, nothing helps you get over someone than by uh, I don't know what the. I'm not going to say that. You, you know what the thing is. No, what is the saying? It's like the, nothing helps you get over someone by getting getting under someone, something like that. <laughs> you ever heard that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> so the, that's the the phrase out there. But I think that here's the delicate line with this: the the, the actual piece of advice. I've never heard of that. You ever heard that? You know, I said it wrong. I, don't I said need, it wrong. I don't. We don't have to go through any more of these. Nothing I, helps you get a, over. That's a perfect piece of advice that someone, I was looking for. Someone, nothing helps you get over someone like getting under someone. That's what it is. So anyway, that's isn't that great? But here's the thing on that. Okay. There's a fine line. You you don't want to bring up the X too soon. Okay, yeah. But if you never bring it up, that's a red flag. You have to bring it up. So like you don't want to date someone that's never had a significant relationship. Okay. And so you you have to talk about exes. Mm. But if someone goes right in on date one yeah. and it's all about the ex-husband, it's all about the, you know, you, you don't want to lead with it. The so th- my recommendation okay. as someone who is not an expert at this at all yeah. would be at least wait till like date three. Okay. Like if, you, if you're going through date one, do not, here's my, my rule of thumb. I never get to date three. Right. Yeah. You have to get to date I'm three. I'm either married, engaged, or I'm gone pecan. Yeah. Is uh, you do not want to bring, I try to never bring up the X in date one okay. and don't ask them what they do in date one because now it turns into a LinkedIn job interview Okay, and ain't, ain't nobody got time for that Yeah. Uh, number two it says for yourself lots of self care what does that mean and then it says eh. make sure that you tap back into the things that you love to do yeah, because, that's true. because they say that oftentimes if you're in a relationship and you're dating someone uh, you, you can possibly lose yourself a little bit because you're coupled with them and you might end up doing a lot of things that they love to do but maybe you lost your way on something that you love to do what do you think of I think that? If you're getting back into the dating pool, I think you do need to do an audit real quick and go, am I doing anything interesting? Okay. Because if you're not doing anything interesting as yeah. a single person, yeah. then you're a boring person. And so take a class, uh, plan a trip. 
It can't just be, oh, I'm driving my son to soccer every day. Like you have to do something interesting or read something interesting or think about something interesting or else you are not going to be interesting. Yeah. It says take time out, but don't take too much time out. And I don't understand that because it's saying, hey, you got to put the past in the past. I don't think you can ever put the past in the past. I think the past is always there. It's with you. It's just important that you're not anchored to it. You got to anchor to the present. You have to recognize that the past is there and honor that. You realize this was written by six people at the Red Book office. Well, that's okay. (laughs) I need some advice and I'm willing to accept the advice that my nine-year-old found at a a QFC checkout stand. Believe me, this is how desperate I am right now. So uh, what was number three again? Because I I had some thoughts on it. So I think the past is the past. But in the, the it, says, future, it says take time before you get out there, right? But, it, but then, it, then it was saying the first thing was, well, you got to deal with the past. So. You'll know, like if you get if just trust your intuition. Like if you're on the date and all you can think about is leaving the date, yeah, then you're not ready. Okay. Uh, or if you're on the date and all you do is complain about the ex, you're not ready. Okay. And so, but yeah, let enough time go by, but not too much time. All right. Uh, it says, uh, as you said, keep the conversation light at the beginning. Uh, it also says try all different kinds of ways of meeting people. Um, I'm not good at that, but that's that's uh, good. I've done that on an app before, and and I haven't done that in a number of years because I just I a lot of times I would feel like someone's just swiping right on me and it would kill my I don't know if it's swiping left or right right is yes and left whatever is they were doing it was it was damaging to my ego and you know what I if, have a huge ego in fact if I, someone swiped I, left on you I'm doing yeah that kind of bothered I forget if it's left or right I Le- left is no right is if yes. I started talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they ghosted me and they disappeared ah, which right. happens a lot of 10 course. times out of 10 I usually get get go- in fact usually I go on the first date and she'll get up to go to the bathroom and then she doesn't never come, come back she doesn't course. come back so uh, finally it says uh, pace yourself uh, and try not to date too many people at one time uh, I've done that where you you, yeah. you date eleven to thirteen people at one time. <laughs> eleven to thirteen that can be, that can be a little rough. That is a very rough. No, how do you do that though? And 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 when people can swipe left and swipe right, uh, and they can just move on to the next person. And in some ways, I think you feel kind of discarded. Do you feel Do you feel discarded? Hey, here's the thing I think with with modern culture on the swipe swipe apps, it feels like there's unlimited inventory. Yeah. It feels like there's always someone right yeah. at the next screen. That's right. And so the person that you're with, you're like, well, hmm. I mean, they kind of check all the boxes. You're like, but, but maybe there's a couple more swipes and someone's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 I think, is the hard part. Oh. But I, I, I also believe that holding out to someone that, you know, where everything lines up and I have, sort of I, have the I think, thing. though, to, and to be very serious here, you have to see yourself as a whole person. Before you go out and meet someone, I think a lot of times we're looking for someone to complete us. If you us. want a healthy relationship, you're looking for someone to complete you, and is and we learned that in Jerry Maguire. That doesn't work. You have to find somebody that compliments you. I think, right? That's good advice. Yeah, yeah. Like I compliment you. You only talk about healthy. If you want to have an unhealthy relationship, disregard everything we've just said. Yeah, just we're, go out there and light it on fire. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Hey, thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don Show. Coming up in uh, one minute, more of it, more of that. And don't forget, if you want to connect with us on socials, how can uh, how can people yeah, do Yeah, I'm that? Ron Upshaw on Facebook. You're Don O'Neill. And uh, you can find us there. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, you can find everything at ronanddon.com. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, my dog Charlie is over there eating your underwear again. Uh, he has a thing for underwear. He loves the crotch. Of, and it, it, it doesn't matter the person. It could be boy, girl. He just... He destroys your underwear, and then he leaves it. And every once in a while, I try to give him a sock or a bone or something else to chew on. He just likes chewing on underwear. So, sorry about that. That's why I don't have it on any today. 
We have no underwear at my house. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.